springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Every bunny loves honey-glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! person that always picks up the phone unless they're sleeping is Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle. We're going to kick the show off with Mr. Vance. How are you? I'm good. I'm never going to live that down. One time. One time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, uh, we're just going to rag on you constantly. So, Fair enough. You know, it, it's a two-way street. You and DC were bashing me when you called in. So it's fine. That's true. I'm used anyway, to it. Used to DC it. and I text back and forth all day, every day, just talking trash about you, honestly. So. <laughs> Did you hear what Justin said today? My God. <laughs> What a moron. But uh, we could go on and on about uh, how moronic I am. But, uh, Dan, let's let's start with Central Noble. We'll have Coach Trish on here in just a couple of minutes. But, uh, you know, the regional championship victory last weekend took care of Hammond Noel and North Judson. Now they get Oak Hill. Let's look back at the regional first and what we saw uh, with Central Noble being able to win two and stay undefeated, stay alive in the 2A championship. Well, for me, I think that uh, the morning game was always going to be the bigger challenge for them. And so I thought that once they had that wrapped up, that they were going to be in good shape going into that night game. Not to take anything away from North Judson. It's a very good team. Uh, I, I just thought that Hammond Noel was a tougher matchup for Central Mobile. It, it was an indication of what we've seen from them for the last three years, really. Uh, and that's their ability to fight through tough times. Uh, Sidney Freeman was under the weather, not 100%, came out and had a phenomenal game. Uh, in the morning game on Saturday, and, you know, they power through. That's what they've done is they've powered through. Every time there's been an obstacle in their way, they found a way to power through. Uh, last year, they started the semi-state round against Franklin. Uh, they struggled. They powered through. They powered through some struggles in the championship. Uh, and, you know, they haven't lost in a very, very long time. I think the streak's 35 or 36 in a row now uh, for them. So that's what they do. That's what they did last week, and they just – get over those obstacles and get rid of those hurdles. Dan, this team, you know, a casual observer will look at their schedule and say, man, they're beating up on a lot of NECC teams. They're not playing a lot of Fort Wayne area schools. They, they took care of Bishop Lures to open the season by 15. Yet this team, when it goes out of the area in the postseason, is taking care of business as well. So for the people that, that maybe don't realize how good Central Noble is because you don't see them play in the city, night after night after night? What are people missing out when you look at this team? Well, I think to, to say that it's just NECC teams is, if people don't know there, don't realize how strong the NECC is on both sides this year. But on the girls' side, you know, you, you look at the teams that went to the regional round, and we had, what, eight teams that made it to the regional round. Four of them were from the NECC. Uh, so four sectional champions, Fremont, Angola, Central Noble, uh, and West Noble. And on top of that, Lakeland was very good. Westview was very good. So their conference was actually pretty stacked, uh, pretty tough games throughout that. But this is a team that just has complements each other so well. They know each other so well. Um, obviously, at the top, Malia Leatherman and Sidney Freeman have been through the rigors together. This is their third straight semi-state appearance together. They were there as sophomores. Uh, and then the team from last year is you're looking at it's essentially the same team as far as contributors. Uh, Kalisa Rice graduated last year, but other than that, They've been together. They've been through uh, the fire together, and 
And when you go through those situations together, that's a huge bonding experience that teams don't really understand unless you've been through that together. Uh, and this is a team that returns nearly everybody from the state championship. Dan, the semi-state matchup for Central Noble on Saturday, a team that they were able to avoid a year ago. Oak Hill was clipped in the regional round last year. They don't, uh, uh, Central Noble cannot avoid the Golden Eagles this year. Todd Law brings his team in 23-3. and This has become a perennial power in Class 2A going back to the Ashley Pickering, Courtney Moses days. And this is going to be a huge, huge challenge for Central Noble. Break down Oak Hill for us. Well, I think the important thing for Central Noble, and Josh Tree said it to me yesterday when I was out at Central Noble talking to him, I'm sure he'll say it to you, is that teams like this, to be as good as they are for as long as they are, they don't change much. They go with what they've gotten them to the mountaintop, so to speak, and a lot of what you're going to see from them, especially defensively, uh, with a little bit of their matchup zone they do, was the same this year, and they're winning their regional as it was two years ago when they beat Central Noble in the semi-state round when they played two years ago. So a lot of what they do uh, is going to be familiar for Central Noble. It's how Central Noble is able to pick it apart, how they're able to adapt within two years. Uh, Basically a a completely different personnel from two years ago, minus Freeman and Leatherman. And and familiarity, I think, is the key to this for everybody. Central Noble has a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, Not that there's a lot of hoopla about me being out there yesterday, but I was out there. They went to a team dinner. They have a team breakfast. They have a uh, open the public pep session tonight uh, for themselves and the wrestlers going down to state. They have a pep session in the morning for the school before they even head to Logansport tomorrow. Practice at Logansport, but they've been through all that before. And even going being at Logansport, that's where they've been for semi-state the last two years. Uh, they've been at Winnemac for regional. So familiarity is the key here, and Central Noble has a lot of it, and a lot more than most teams would. Four o'clock coming up on Saturday, a berth in the two A state championship game on the line, Central Noble and Oak Hill. Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle.net joining us here on the OPS High School Coaches Show. Dan, let's switch over to the boys' side. Let's go conference by conference. Let's break this thing down with just a couple weeks left in the regular season. Let's look at where these conferences stand at this point. Let's start with the SAC. We saw Carroll knock off Northrop last Friday to to then set up the final week of the conference season tomorrow night with the SAC still up for grabs amongst maybe one, two, or even three teams. So where are we at in the SAC heading into tomorrow? Well, if Carroll can win tomorrow night, if they can beat Homestead at home, they will win the SAC outright. Uh, if they lose and Northrop wins, then it's not Northrop title. Uh, and then you have the interesting part that if Northrop loses to Bishop Dwinger, Carroll loses to Homestead, uh, then those two teams and Homestead will share the title. So it's a, it's a really unique setup here, uh, and Carroll's in a good position, and they positioned themselves there last week uh, to, to kind of be in charge of their own destiny. And, of course, it comes down to Carroll and Homestead. And it feels like every year since they've joined the SAC, uh, it's come down to them uh, in a game that's meaningful for the SAC title, if not for both teams, at least for one of them. Uh, and I think it's only fitting that, that that's what we have tomorrow night. Yeah, last year it was Carroll Homestead, winner won the SAC. This year, Carroll can win their second straight outright SAC championship with a win at home tomorrow night against the Spartans. Uh, NE8, Dan, where do we stand? Well, East Noble clinched the NE8 last Friday night, um, and, and a big win for them. That's two straight undefeated seasons for East Noble in the NE8. Uh, very good team, looking well. Lost to Homestead last night, but that's just their third loss of the year. 
Uh, there's a team playing really good basketball going into that uh, dreaded sectional. I'm sure we'll talk about it here in the next couple of weeks. But they're playing good. Uh, Brent Cox has been amazing inside. You and I actually talked about this earlier today. Uh, as much as we talk about Ali Ali and Hayden Jones' standouts for them and some other guys have stepped up, Brent Cox has impressed me significantly both in person and in highlights, uh, his stat line all year. He's a big reason why East Noble uh, was able to win back-to-back conference titles. Yeah, the Knights really looking good, and we'll talk about that sectional and probably the sectional draw next week as we have the sectional draw coming up for the boys on Sunday afternoon. Dan, ACAC, where do we stand? Well, Jay County actually won the ACAC last Friday night. They played Heritage, battle of two unbeaten teams as far as in the conference. Uh, we didn't get to see them play in the ACAC tournament. Jay County got upset by Adam Central in the semifinals. Uh, Heritage went on to win the ACAC tournament. Uh, but then we finally got it last week, and, and Jay County looked impressive. Michael Schlecky had a career night, scored 29 points. Uh, and anyone who watches Jay County knows that they're good at pounding the ball inside. The they're not guys that put up big numbers. There's not a lot of 29-point-a-night scores. Uh, but I think it shows you kind of the, the emphasis that Jay County put into not giving up that stranglehold on the, the ACAC completely. Dan, the final area conference, we'll look at the Northeast Corner Conference, and it's been Westview kind of sweeping through this thing. But uh, we'll, we'll, uh, you look at this conference, five teams with 10-plus wins. Prairie Heights has had a good year. Angola, Central Noble, Fairfield, who clipped Westview a year ago. So uh, this conference, much like on the girls' side, probably deeper than people give it credit for. Absolutely. You know, Westview is, is kind of running away with it, and they can clinch the uh, title with a win next Friday night. But uh, Prairie Heights has given them a game twice in the NECC tournament, and then last week uh, in the regular season, they're a very good team with 6'8", Elijah Malone, uh, very strong Prairie Heights team. And Goal and Fairfield have split their games this year. Uh, I saw the first game in the NECC tournament, uh, fantastic battle back and forth. And then I watched Central Noble last night beat, a, as we talked about, a very good heritage team. Uh, and Central Noble's playing really good basketball. They have a friend named Connor Sejian who uh, is very good, as good as any freshman I've seen on a varsity level this year, uh, able to create his shot. He was a kid who uh, would go cold in the first quarter, miss two or three three-pointers, and then get the ball inside. And uh, When you go as cold as he went shooting the ball last night from range uh, and still score 23 points and have a, uh, a pretty good field goal percentage, you're in good shape. And they've got a lot of young guys around them, Lucas Deck, uh, Sawyer Yoder, guys that are back next year. They really only have one or two seniors uh, Carson Caps, Ridley Zolman, who provide integral minutes that are not going to be back next year. Dan, as I mentioned earlier, we have the sectional draw coming up 5 o'clock on Sunday where the IHSAA drags about 10 minutes of info into a two-hour segment. It's the worst, slowest two hours <laughs> uh, uh, of my entire year other than the uh, football draw. But uh, what are some of the things or maybe the primary thing you're going to keep an eye on on Sunday afternoon? Well, I think 4A is where the most intrigue is. Both of the ones in this area uh, are, are going to be really interesting to see how those draws play out. Uh, the big draw, the one that everyone looks at as being the toughest sectional at DeKalb this year, now goes to seven teams with the inclusion of Bishop Dwinger. So that one makes that one a little bit more interesting because you're going to have a Tuesday game, two Wednesday games, and two Friday and one Saturday. Uh, and, and that draw is really interesting because there's a lot of good teams in that one. You look at Northrop, East Noble, uh, Snyder and Carroll at the very top of that sectional. Uh, Bishop Dwinger, a very good team as well. And then DeKalb and Northside on the bottom end. But a chance that you're going to have to run through three of that Carroll, East Noble, uh, 
Snyder collective there, and you're going to have to and Northrop, and you're going to have to run through three of those teams. That could be a very very tough sectional. Or at the same time, you draw a Tuesday game against Northside, and you win, and you Cal gets to the bye, and you're playing them Friday night. Could be a pretty easy road. So that's going to be an interesting draw. Yeah, it definitely will be. We were talking about that earlier today. Maybe a case for seeding potentially because of that of that draw and how it could end up. Dan, before we let you go, tell us what's new at OutsideTheHuddle.net. Well, we got a little bit of previews of Central Noble. Like I said, I was out yesterday and I'll be in talk to Coach Josh Treesh. A little preview of that game. Then tomorrow we'll add to the preview uh, our big game of the weekend breakdown. So we'll break that one down a little bit more with some more info from Coach Treesh. Uh, can read a story from last night about Central Noble's boys win over Heritage. And then going to the weekend, starting on Friday, I guess that's tomorrow, this week, uh, Friday we will start our fan vote for the Girls Basketball Player of the Year. Uh, so the fans can kind of give their say. Then outside the huddle, we'll name uh, our official Girls Player of the Year and all-area team after the state finals. Uh, and then, you know, coverage of Central Noble this weekend. We'll have uh, Bounce will have his usual Sunday column, breaking all that down. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff, a lot of Central Noble-oriented stuff as they, uh, as they attempt to get back to the state championship. Great stuff, as always, Dan. We'll let you go. Have a a great weekend taking a a trip away with the wife. So have a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys later. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl. Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.